Hello, everyone, and welcome to Work to Game. And today we have a very special guest, one that I've been very excited to talk to since I first saw his reaction to one of my videos as I stepped into Star Citizen for the first time. And for me, fell just absolutely head over heels in love. I was just like, this is so interesting. And and then got a good education, you know, on on things. So welcome, Salty Mike, to the podcast. Why don't you say hello to anybody here from the Work to Game community who might not have heard of you or, or what do you do? Uh, well, first off, thanks for having me and, and asking me to come on. And I'm Salty Mike. I basically just am a Star Citizen creator. But I think starting to stream other games and broaden my horizons to games that are not completely in an alpha state. But the yeah, I stream on Twitch and make YouTube videos mostly dedicated to the game Star Citizen. So which I'm sure you guys have become familiar with here on 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 this channel maybe or not as much so not as much on this channel specifically okay. because chris is perhaps like like when we when we talk about the two of us as creators i'm the guy who's like really excited i get you know i, I just love video games and i'm just like and also as a developer like i'm like oh i can see that this is going to take some time so like immediately and that's one of the things that i think was a good call out that, that you had in your reaction is like yeah, like immediately, I automatically give a lot of grace. Chris is like, can I play it now? Like, is it ready now? And if it's not ready now, like, well, let me know when it's ready. Like, I'm not going to be mad about it. I'm just, there's... I hear hype tastes great. I have a genetic intolerance to copium. And so, like, I just, I swell up like a balloon if I ingest any. So I just have to, I have to hang back. Yeah, um, you you and I will get yeah, along. We, we got we got similar uh, mentalities when it comes to that. I... And as somebody who covers like the most copium filled game, imagine, imagine. Which now we're allowed to talk wait, about. Wait, wait. Hi, I didn't yeah. think we were going to be talking oh, about Ash as a creation here today. Oh, that's true. That's another one. <laughs> and and yes, I have an alpha two key for I'm that with one. You there. I, I can't I, wait. I, I spent the wait. money, man. I, I put yeah. I put my I put my coin in the slot for Ash as a creation later this year. So we will see too. Sorry, Chris. It was it was that a, game makes the vein in my neck throb. Every time I watch a video on it, I just, I can't, I can't. They're like, but, you know, did I'm, you see the new Forza? Because Ashley Creation is actually going to have better cars. Like, it just, like, it just, they just tack, it's feature bloat as a, as a plan A. I mean, have you seen Star Citizen? So this is, like, Ashes of Creation is, to me, like a dumbed down Star Citizen in terms of it, like, the way they... They talk about it, develop it. I think the way the Ashes of Creation developers communicate is a lot better to their to the to the backers, I guess, or whoever's interested in it. I think they communicate what they want their game to be and then show you making it where the Star Citizen developers tell you what the game's gonna be very okay. far away, and then you don't really see that as much. But but yeah. Star Citizen like has like actual Gameplay There's something to play, right? obviously. Like, so, like, like, yeah, like within the witch is more of a game. Like I agree, Ashley Creation are very good at talking about a game. Obviously, he has, Star he has more history making MLMs than games. Yes, like, and and that's that's part of his prose col column, not negatives. But like as far as like which one's going to be more of a game? Just understand, I always come across as the jerk in this conversation. I don't mean to be. You, I just really you can't, can't jerk me, Chris. I, I okay. cannot. I cannot like. <laughs> Star Citizen, whether or not it ever becomes a fully fledged game, whether or not it becomes something there, game, yeah. it's more of a game now than I think Anthem ever got to be. Sure. Kind of. 
Like it's it's close. Like it feels like a game. They the NDA thing's kind of weird, but it seems like they're kind of backing down on that. Um, big time backing down now. Big time. Like there's basic the basically the only thing you can't do is stream it. Stream it and make YouTube video. Like YouTube like video that content. Seems fair. Yeah. Uh, which was a complete surprise to me. So, but just to go back to the last thing, mm-hmm. obviously Ashes is not a game. I just like just from a communication standpoint, that's the only thing that I like about Ashes versus Hands Star down. Citizen. Hands yeah. down. And they're they try to be super transparent to the point that I believe it can only hurt them. Um, Probably. <laughs> because because now they've set expectations for something that exactly not yet proven whether or not they can deliver. And so now they've set so now they've written the test and the multiple choices that will be they will be checked by have been written by the community and they yep. don't yet know whether or not they can pass the test yeah. uh, my suggestion would be don't write the test until you know you have the answer key but star the creation has been as well transparent star um, citizen really suffers from that I, like people call back to there was this show called 10 for the chairman where it was chris and he would answer 10 questions from the community and people would like ask the craziest stuff <laughs> And this dude never said no to any of it. So people will call back to those moments of like, you said it would be this back then. And then everything's changing. And what we're starting to see now is them actually develop the game and then find out that the choices that they made back then that they thought would be interesting, fun, or just just from game design standpoint, like this would be fun. They find out that it isn't as fun. So they decide to change it and then. The original backers in some cases get mad and in other cases they don't, you know, and it's just and if I can take and my forth. Like, anti-copium drug and I can sit down and ingest some some ashes of creation. One of my favorite things he's ever said was when asked how they're going to handle the bugs on launch. He said there won't be any. the industry's become so focused on money that they're too greedy and selfish to yep. not have bugs. And so we're going to just not have bugs. That's hilarious. Awesome. I don't I like, don't remember fantastic. hearing that. Oh, it, fantastic. It's been clipped. It's absolutely <laughs> I've never seen this one. 100% been clipped and that will be fun callback. Now, the oh, opium yeah. the hopium addict in me because like I see we got you know some copium addicts in here in chat. You know, the hopium addict to me is like, yeah, I want to root for these things. I want to I want to see them come because like Ashes and like Star Citizen and Ashes, I think, are in their own category in which that they are trying to be a level of ambition that people say they want. But and this is the real kicker, the market and the economics behind all these big firms just they just don't they don't see the, the value. And so they are both pioneering this sense of like, you guys say you want it. You think, you know, like will you show up and do so? And I would say that if anything else right now, star citizen has been very effective in doing that. And ashes to a degree, because I I am now, I guess, technically a backer of both of these games as a, as a sense of like, I want this game to exist. I want this world and everything here that they're trying to do to exist because on paper, it sounds awesome. And then having played star citizen, I go, yes, I like this. I'd like when I, uh, you know, shoot a gun and toss a mag to the side that it's like, oh yeah, those bullets don't magically just jump into my other packs. It changes the way and the structure in which that I play the game and enjoy it. And so when it's all said and done, there is a sense that I think like back to the callback of like, where well, he didn't say no, like as a developer, this is get, this gets developers in trouble all the time. That's why I remember telling my boss saying, do not give out this guy's email 
because it's going to cost us a lot of money because he will tell people how it really is. And as any developer goes, the answer isn't ever no, because it, yeah. every question is a, is like, how can we do this? Then the brain gets going and you're talking. So you're talking to somebody who is a problem like, yes, let's do that. Oh, that's a really great idea. Very excited. And that's what gets a lot of people in trouble. And that's when like back to Anthem, it's a good callback. They were saying, hey, we're going to be transparent. We're going to show you guys all through our 2.0 and our next. And they did that until they stopped and quit. But everything they showed was interesting. And the thing I said about that at that very same time, I go, this is really dangerous because gamers will take anything that is communicated as a promise. And if you show them something and let's say then you make a change later, it's like because it turns out it wasn't fun. It then it's like, but they took that away. They, they This is the thing I wanted. This is my favorite Pokemon in the deck. And they deleted it because this new game, it would, you know, it completely breaks the, the formula. And Yoshi P, which is where we're more known within the Final Fantasy 14 universe, he said that that yeah, like he'll answer the question. He's like, We tried that, you know, like, yes, we 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 did think about that and we tried it. Turns out it sucked. You know, like it turns out it was actually not going to work and here's why so he's able instead of saying yes to every request he's able to say you know what we did think about that so we're not like ignoring the the thing and th these are the problems that we ran into some of the times it's a technical thing like well we did that and then every everybody's dropped to 30 frames per second and we haven't figured out how to make that work yet you know like yeah okay that's a reason like i think that is a good model for how do you advantages that he has gameplay to talk about that's right? true and so Yoshi P interacts with the community through either press or direct community interaction over a hundred times annually. Um, it's wow. not, it's not twice per week. It comes in big waves. So we're about to get a big wave. Uh, there's an upcoming event called a media tour. We don't have dates on it. And there'll be about 40 to 50 interviews that will all have the same embargo date and all 50 interviews will launch in one go. But if you count each of those as one, it is, it's over a hundred interviews, press events annually, but most of them are what Brian is saying where they're incredibly conservative and it's, look back at what we've done, look at what mm -hmm. we know is coming that we've already built. We're already playing it. So when they talk about it, he's trying to not say too much, but anything he does say is based in fact. So then when he takes questions about the future, he can, there's this like, expect to hear more from us soon. Or there's these, there's these phrases he always says where he never really answers them. Oh, we'll think about that. Let me get back to you on that because he doesn't have to address them because he's already given you something to chew on. And that's yeah. why I think ashes in star citizen have a tougher job is they communicate exactly. as much as final fantasy 14 does, which is amazing, but they're doing it without, without any concrete gameplay kind of history. They don't have 10 years of published game that they can kind of refer back to No, And, and even the current experience isn't I, like, I still argue we're still very much in the, like proving out the tech areas mm -hmm. of, of yeah. this game right so you don't even have a game to call out to now as much they're trying uh they're definitely focusing uh in the in the right direction to do that i think a little bit more this year than they've ever done so that's always good but you know they they you know final fantasy versus this i mean you they're they're not even in the same universe as far as as like what but Every the scale and the scope, though, is vastly different from what they, like well, I do. Like, because uh, no, no, like, I know, I know. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm saying. I mean, who, like when I say who cares, I just mean from my perspective is mm. like 
I play an MMO to log in and be like, wow, there's 500 things for me to do. Mm-hmm. And which one of them am I going to do today? And I don't have enough time to do them all. So like I have to prioritize something, but there's always something to do in this game. That runs out really quick. You play through a patch cycle a little bit and you mm-hmm. check out the new stuff and it's like, okay, I see what they're doing here. This is cool. Or a little bit of feedback on this, a little bit of feedback on that. And then for most people, uh, unless you're you know, doing what I'm doing and, and trying to cover the project a little bit more, you're adios, you're playing some other games, you're checking out some other things and you're moving on. But with a game like Final Fantasy or any MMO, that's what you play. You at the end of the day, when you come home from work, you play a couple hours of your MMO, right? And you do whatever you have time to do. Because the like those are games where you don't have time to play anything else. This game is not that yet because we're still in that tech demo phase. Like, yeah, scale scope, all that stuff. Ginger, it's awesome, right? It's crazy. Like, there's there's no game I want to play. There's no world I want to see a game put into than this one, right? But we don't have that yet. That's what I that's what I want to sink my teeth into. How long until you think it can start to be, we've added something and we've added it. One of the things we're testing is scale, right? So we've added, instead of adding one of the quests, we're going to add a hundred of the quest. And add a, instead of adding one of this new type of mining node, we're going to add a thousand where like scale is the goal. Well, I guess maybe we're describing scale in a different way. I thought he meant scale as like, wow, there's... This, just the sheer space of things is is insane. I mean, an MMO with both, is it not? Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, yeah. There's there's definitely the the how fast are you able to add a volume, you know, in that regards because this the the appetite for for these kind of games and the content within it, like what is one of the things we're seeing right now with New World, which just as the PTR is is now live and the controller support official has been added and it honestly is fantastic. But one of the complaints that, you know, that game suffers from right now is that they've spent a lot of time redoing some of their foundational stuff, the MSQ, bringing Mm -hmm. in controller support. That's not content for a lot of people. That's not content. And so I do theorize that based off of like the things they've been doing, that content will come. But content takes a lot of time, especially PVE content, because then it has to have that 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 design and that process. And then gamers are going to you know, consume it and then optimize it and then complain about it. Like it, it, the, the strategy is I always going to say MMOs have three seasons, the season of hype, the season of grind and the season of bitch. And then it just repeats. And then, and the question is, is how long is that third season? Because that's where like, to just kind of like meme on your name, salt, like that's where the salt is farmed. That's where it is found. Right. It's in that third season where normal gamers. And I mean, normal, the ones that like have a job and they're like, maybe I can play this, you know, my video games, an average of eight hours a week. That's the, that's the standard gamer nowadays. And then the content creators like us, us assholes get in there and be like, dude, I I just put, you know, 60 hours into this game this week. I did everything that this patch has. What am I going to do for the next three or four months? So like that cadence, that's how I I guess that's right. In terms of we're kind of defining the scale in both both categories both in terms of like what the game offers but also that how do they how do they scale so that they are hitting a normal and and predictable kind of cadence because that seems to be the model when we look at successful games as service mmos that's that's what we end up seeing i guess overall but what do you think about it Uh, like it just make it makes me think of a callback to ashes of creation for a moment is Mm -hmm. the one of the reasons that that game initially was on my radar and I, I was starting to get interested in was because of its funding 
kind of or its plan post release plan for funding which is a subscription model subscription model mmos like that's what i grew up playing uh, i started with ultima online and and the mm. the way those games worked was because you were on a subscription model the design was to make things last a little bit longer so like new world does not have that you go through new world stuff pretty quickly but you know, I'm I take my time with New World. I'm not of the the like content creator on on New World New World's standards, I guess, because I'm I play maybe about that eight hours a week if I'm lucky with it. So I've just been in you know going through each dungeon, trying to farm artifacts, things like that. That's been fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think what successful MMOs do is they create these really long grinds for the the power gamer and then they have nice fun little interesting things to do for your you're not so i guess you're casual or your care bear is not the right word care bear would be a different thing but like you're casual and then you but the, but how many games have successfully done that none probably right like you nobody's perfect so i don't know i think that that's where i struggle with with star citizen is another callback was all right, you know, we're talking about these things and we're saying, we're communicating that, oh, all right, we're going to do things soon or we don't want to say too much. And the thing that Star Citizen has struggled with so much in that standpoint is they say something about how, let's say, a ship, for example, will work. And because you think that that is cool, then you financially support them for that individual ship. And then that thing comes back, not how they said it was or not Mm -hmm. how you mind created the way that ship will work. And then this whole thing becomes, that's why I think there's more fuel in the star citizen hate fire sometimes for people is everybody has been wronged by Chris Roberts at some point for, because of these things, right? Because you whatever they say in the concept phase is never what it's going to be in its reality. It's always going to be slightly different or incredibly different. So everybody gets upset at some point. And my only gripe is that we didn't focus on Sarsis and goes through a little cycle Mm -hmm. where it's this circular thing of we need money because our scale is insane. And because we want to do something insane, we keep needing money. Mm -hmm. And then we have to essentially slow the actual game's development down in order to release this patch. It cannot be polished. It cannot be fixed. This is it. This is the hard date of when we're releasing this patch because we have a ship sale coming up. And so Star Citizen has constantly hurt itself over the the last decade, ever so slightly, over and over and over again to the point where it just runs this cycle over and over again. And the time that they said it would take and the time that everybody expected it to take has wildly blown out of proportion into this thing because things cost money. Does it, it ever is what it is. fully release? Or does, does it ever fully release? Of course. The business model. Like we look back in hindsight and it's like, I can't believe for 30 years they just continued to add features. Well, like just, I mean, like I mean, just, you, you call out Final Fantasy. I'm assuming they're still adding features, right? So MMOs, like, what is what is release is like... But it's firm to a fault. Like, people complain that it doesn't get enough new... Within gotcha. the player base, one of the complaints with okay. Final Fantasy fourteen is that their formula changes like Coca-Cola's formula. It's very yeah. minor, if at all. 
Okay. Um, I've never played a so. label change. So like every two years we get this big wave of content, but the big wave of content before it releases, Brian and I'll be like, you're going to get the amount of MSQ that is in a traditional single player RPG Final Fantasy okay. game. You're going to get a dungeon at the one, three, five, seven, nine level and two okay. at launch for the max level, as well as one for each of the five patches that will release over the next two years and one for the half patch on the final. You're going to get and like and you can it's, make it's, this it's whole this list. Rigid it's a rest you actually labeled it out. <laughs> we will get a dungeon. We will get our raid on the point oh point two point four. Those will each have four bosses and we'll have a savage mode released two weeks after the non savage mode. We will get twenty four man casual content on point one point three point five. Like I can keep going. Yeah, it, it that's is. Crazy. Okay. It's a recipe. Now but it that's a that's a so laundry like, list of a recipe though. Oh, it's a huge list. Yeah. But it's so you always have stuff to do. And what's yeah. cool about it is like, if your favorite content is X, we can tell you, you're like, Hey, I'm kind of done with everything in the game right now. This is what I'm most looking forward to. I can pull up my spreadsheet because their dates are also predictable. And I can go, cool. You need to come back on June 22nd. Like I can just call it now. <laughs> like don't even worry about it. Shut <laughs> off your subs. We'll see you June 22nd. That's crazy. Get out of here. But, but um, to answer your question about release though, the, of course it will release. What, what, release will mean and what it will they they've they've like very slightly mentioned it they've said the word beta occasionally they've said minimum viable product a few times so every once in a while they do mention these things there was a star citizen will release with a this is uh, something that a lot of hateful people will say about chris and and the star citizens actual what it what it would be at release the hundred star systems meme right star system will have a hundred star systems I think it was 2015 or 2016 that got rolled back to five at some point. <laughs> and that was, that was a long time ago and we're still at one. So what releases and what the, the finished universe of start that is dead and gone. Star citizens. Original scope was freelancer next privateer two, three, right? So it was, I jump into a system. I want to go down to this planet. I get close to it. I press E, cutscene. I'm down at the planet. I can walk around a little bit, but I am I am locked into these locations. Starfield. Yep, Starfield, but better. <laughs> like, like it was better. I tell you, I, I still 90. stand by. I still stand by the fact that playing Starfield first before stepping into the current iteration of Star Citizen and No Man's Sky is the right evolution of games that you should yep. play. If you play No Man's Sky or Star Citizen and then go to Starfield, it is a it, it is not what you want it to be. And for me, I'm like it's kind of like I go, I like watching the movies before I read the books because everybody always complains, "Oh yep. man, the book is so much better." It's like, "Well, no. just watch the movie first, then read the, the book." book is the director's cut. It's got extra stuff in it. Yeah. Like <laughs> the movie first. Yeah, but, I, yeah, it'll release. It'll release. It's just what release looks like. I mean, guys, th there was a time he made a post said, we will not do crafting. And I got so much hate in this community for being like, how do you have an MMO without crafting? You can't. It It's not like I just don't see it. Everyone I've ever played in my life had some form of crafting. And it was a big it was a big part of the players who didn't want to go out and shoot lasers at things right you would extract well i guess i shouldn't have said that because there's lasers for everything in star citizen right but the the yeah like you didn't want to 
be involved in combat. I started out playing MMOs that way. I was a miner in MMO in, in Ultima Online and made armor and stuff, you know, and, and that's what made me fall in love with the, the games. And then when I got bored of that, then I jumped into PvP and PvE stuff. But yeah, it's just, it'll release. W- will it release the way you have in your head? Because every single one of us has a different interpretation of what Star Citizen is because very all the way calling back to what I liked about Ashes, I think he lays out exactly what his game is intended to be. So you know, I either like this or I don't, and you decide to follow it or you don't. Where this game, they tell you all the possibilities, and then you don't know whether any of those things will come to fruition or be a reality. And that's what Star Citizen is. How much do you think when we talk about what Star Citizen and Ashes, both of these are trying to label themselves as you know, at least the persistent universe squadron 42 sounds like it's that, you know, single player genius m- mindset, right? One of the things that, again, when we look at 14, they have this story driven expansion, kind of like a standalone RPG every time. That's what squadron 42 kind of feels like, except for that. It's like, yep, over here, here's the story. Here's what you can play. And then afterwards you beat this. If you want to come and play and exist in this universe, well, then we've got the persistent universe lined up, ready to, to, to welcome you in. And when it, when it's all said and done though, like same thing with ashes, like I think that when it comes to theme park versus sand uh, sandbox, MMORPGs, ashes is trying to do kind of a hybrid I and mean, they're calling sand it a, a sand park. Which yeah. I think is, I think it's the future of the MMO where when you log in, it's going to tell you all these things that you can go do. You choose what you want to go do and you do it. Or if you want to just be somebody who is a miner or a crafter or these kind of things, then you kind of exist. And I think Star Citizen is really positioned itself from what I see. We'll have to wait to see how it plays out with the, within the next, you know, couple of years. But it's that, yeah, you can just kind of exist in this universe. You can kind of carve out something that's, you know, that you want. You can kind of define your goals. And I think that's one of the things that when I look at the complaints that are leveraged against theme park being the most successful MMO model on the planet, when you look at how gamers have been trained up for the MMO as of like for you or Ultima Online, I was Final Fantasy 11, which was a sandbox MMO as well. I think Ultima was a sand park, though, in reality. Oh, yeah, I think so. OK, yeah. I mean, obviously, you couldn't change the terrain, but you could. You know, you placed your own homes and there was a housing market and players were very much in control of the economy a bit. And I, I it while I never played World of Warcraft because it did it destroyed the Ultima Online player base and it yeah. was nothing. Same thing for Eleven. Like everybody yeah. was like, we're over here now. It's like, oh, yep. man, it was nothing like what I was playing. And I'm just looking at this and I'm like, why would you want to play? They they just simplified everything. And the theme park was part of that, I think. And it, yeah, it wasn't wasn't that's what great. I liked about it. I yeah, and that's fine. Wildly addicting because it was a it was simple, it was a very clearly defined feature list. Yep. And you could view it as a like a bingo card. Like, I'm just going to go check these tiles. Yep. And there was a very clear definition of completion. You're like, today I'm going to hit this level and that is going to represent this. And today yep. I'm going to go achieve this thing. And that is going to represent this. Yeah. They and, took uh, everything that was wrong with Ultima and whatever the other game was. I forgot the name of it now at that time that was really big and just said, these are all the things wrong with it. And players were complaining because it wasn't simple. It was everything was so hard to figure out. And that's what I loved about it. But I I know why WoW was popular for sure. It was very easy uh, to consume. Yeah. 
Um, so popular, in fact, that Microsoft bought the company and has just announced that they're actually going to be adding in GeForce Now support for WoW. And so the question to, you, to the panel here, I just, I like, just yeah, duh. Like yeah. the fact that Blizzard was anti, wow. there was not a single yeah. game publisher better positioned to take advantage of GeForce Now than them, period. Like the idea that I could take World of Warcraft on any device that has an internet connection and handle it, like constant state subscription-based MMOs are primed for this. And it blows my mind that time and time again, they're like, no, 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 you really need to own your own hardware. Why? Yeah. They could provide the hardware. Like, like it wouldn't even matter. It could be browser-based. That, But then the, the next question is, is that do y'all see Xbox adding in WoW subscription into their Game Pass model. Uh, they just announced 34 million they, subscribers they to Game with, Pass yesterday. They did not with ESO. So I would use that, oh, as, your good point. I would use that as your metric. Yeah. Because they've good done point. this before. They bought Zenimax. They brought in the base and the base version of WoW. Like you can already play. I think the base version, which allows you to play like up to a certain point, I think it's all the way up to the current expansion, then limits your interactions. Mm-hmm. That could be rolled in. It's like a Game Pass Ultimate or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, just like having Final Fantasy XIV's free trial, now including the quickly acclaimed Stormblood, that could be rolled in. But, you know, your full featured will will stay subscription locked. Yeah. It's going to be interesting for sure. It's going to be interesting for sure, because like that in and of itself, like, would be would be kind of a game changer even if it ended up not saying like hey if you want to be play the current expansion then be subscribed to this additional thing but ultimately we just want people in the game playing it removing that barrier for entry and when it comes back to the round of the conversation about the subscription mmo like we continue to argue that it is the most fair model for us the player and the developer it yep. establishes a really defined relationship so you're not having a developer going like well, I guess we need to make another bikini so that we can keep, you know, we can keep the servers up. Because, uh, like, even with Pal World, for example, which was a massive hit, and me and my kids are playing it like all the time, they announced, like, yeah, it's costing them $400,000 a month for the servers. Obviously, as that's going to ebb and flow, but you start to think about that and you're like, that's a lot of money. And how are you then choosing to monetize? after that fact and star citizen has an optional sub right now and i'm wondering if that's going to continue uh, like as it went and you know we get to the release but then with with mmos like ashes is saying that they're going to have a subscription pax day has announced that they're going to have a subscription but they're also considering bringing in a plex token or a wow token into the mix and since we kind of touched on all of those i'd love to get uh, your your thoughts mike on the bit like on a financial business model, what do you think is working with Star Citizen? What do you think's not? And do you have concerns about like a token, like something that PAX Day is doing? Because I know a lot of people are frustrated by it. I am not because my personal view is you'll never defeat, you know, real money trade. You, you just never ever. will ever. There's if it was fixable, it'd be fixable. Humans yep. want what they want. And there's going to be people in this world that are willing to open up their pocketbook, whether it's an official channel or it's a back channel. That's just how it is. There's a lot of money in gaming, right? And it's a huge industry where these huge, huge companies who have billions and billions of dollars haven't figured out how to solve it. It's not going to get solved and they want to solve it, obviously. Right. But yeah, as far as like the current model of star citizen, it's obviously wildly successful. Well, 
I always try to come come back to like I was just playing Valheim before we started playing. Valheim mm -hmm. far surpassed the um, the number of backers that Star Citizen had in its first has now in its first month. So the argument of Star Citizen being like this huge success, not necessarily from a how much money they they bring in. You know this this is what where I think eleventh or twelfth year and six hundred and fifty million dollars is a lot of money. But over the course of that time, it's not that much, you know, in terms of the way a lot of games are being funded these days and how much money they're making, right? So it is very successful, but it is not as successful as people like to point out. Anyway, I am very much of the subscription model family, I guess. But the the backlash that, that this community gives on that is very, very strong. And I... I don't understand why either just from the exact same perspective as you it is the most fair there's no there's no fairer way to do it than that it makes the developer focus on the game as much as possible and make the 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 value they uh, the value add is making the game as enjoyable to you because then your subscription is worth it and the subscription is the is a smallish thing and I don't have to go and buy or feel like I have to buy. And that's the really important thing, a $500 spaceship in order to build a base. I pay my subscription. I play the game. I build my base, right? Like these kind of things are not happening in this game and are not going to happen in this game. And then on top of it, just so many other aspects are, are broken there with progression and all sorts of things. It drives me absolutely mad that that this is the route that we went uh, i don't know if you guys are familiar i'm sure you you but i'm sure you know but just in case the original plan was you know on release to no longer sell ships and it was just going to be funded off of selling gold to players which is essentially selling ships it's not that much of a difference you buy the gold and then you buy the ship in the game but the but then you can lock the purchase of a ship in the game behind reputation or something like that, right? You can't really do that on the website. But yeah, I mean, I am, I, I don't remember the exact question, I'm not gonna lie, but I am 100% about a subscription model and then adding a few little things. We know they're gonna sell gold. I agree with that because there's no avoiding it. But I guess the only other call when, they, when you say selling gold, or when you say selling gold, like UEC. in terms of a token, well, meaning UEC. like, is that coming from a player or are they then just injecting that UEC into the economy? Right. Because the token isn't in, in an injection, like, you know, like a, a stimulus. It's literally like player A has, con you know, like has money willing to trade for this concept and then the, it, it manages it. That's why, like, for me, I'm not against the plex token or the wow token Me i neither. get how it can change the game but the thing is that i always kind of push back it goes that's actually what's already happening yeah you're just now being able to you know do it without risking losing your account but that is definitely have been it has been happening over over here and to deny that fact is to deny human nature yeah it's, ready for this the wow token is problematic it's just not inflationary yeah like if the thing you don't like about it is inflation it's not doing that but that doesn't mean it doesn't have problems. Like they're just different problems. Check, check this one out. You you have been able to, for the entire, nearly the entire game's development, purchase money on the website, and they limit it to a certain amount per week. And there are players <laughs> who have every week have been purchasing UEC on the website, and then on launch will have 
millions and millions and millions of credits. <laughs> what are these guys like? It's just that's that's what that's Star think... Citizen in a nutshell. So like, I think one of Funding the other things that kept me away tech. from Star Citizen is when I hear. So like I play mobile games. I am a gamer okay. in the general sense of the word. I like sure. MMOs. I like racing games. I like RPGs. I own a Switch. I own a PlayStation. I own an Xbox. Behind me, there's probably two dozen different forms of gaming. Before you even get to the fact that I own Warhammer and Magic the Gathering and all these things, I just oh, like yeah. gaming. I told my wife I was a nerd when we were dating. I told her over and over to the point where she thought I was kidding. And a decade into our marriage, she goes, you really are a nerd. And I was like, I tried to tell you. She's like, I thought you were joking. <laughs> I wasn't I like games but that means every game comes with its own con and so like when I play mobile games the more fun the mobile game is the more I'm going to get into it the more I'm going to find the whales but when I play Star Citizen it feels like I found the whales first and then I haven't yet found the game and so like what is the degree people are expected to spend to be like an accepted member of the community. Not like, not like the crazy person. Like I'm in a clan on one of these mobile games and there are people that spend 300, $400 a paycheck multiple times a month. Yep. But to be in my clan, you need to either be an experienced player, which is what I have or, a grinder. Time, or yeah. up to about, let's say maybe 15 bucks a month would get you accepted. There are people spending hundreds, but 15 bucks, like you're at least part of the group. Okay. What is that number for Star Citizen? Just what what's great about that number. is that what's great about that is the entry level forty five dollars. You're because welcome. you're you're not going to get like yes. memed out of the community. No, because think about it. They're in in your mobile game. Everybody has their like their base or what like Clash of Clans area, and you got to build your own stuff up, right? You don't have to build your own stuff up in Star Citizen. Somebody else can be the whale, and in very many cases, the whale plays by himself and has no friends, right? Because it's we're it, this is the internet, right? So that there's. You're just sitting in your room. You don't have any real life friends. Like I don't. <laughs> like I do. I have a few, but not that many. And I don't have enough to crew an, an Idris, which is a really big ship. So you have this ship, and then people who don't can be a part of that. So that's the one thing of you do not have to spend money. And many creators in the space explain that the the issue is really the FOMO marketing, like mobile game type marketing to people like you need these things you'll be this awesome thing if you have this awesome ship uh you know it's super pretty or whatever right so you feel you need it you don't need it that's where i think they're struggling with a reputation because on the outside yeah. what i often hear is did you hear about that game where you put 500 in first and then no. they say the name of the game like it no. like the, like the money is the first thing mentioned in the conversation which then makes you pull back so hard that it's hard to ever want to engage as somebody that has been around the space. So I always hear star system and I'm not a big copium guy. So I don't typically dive into somebody's partial game or beta until somebody's linked me a video for the where 20th it's, time. Where it's a game. It's like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll watch this one video of Steven Sharif saying something crazy about it. <laughs> and then I'm like, yep, this is why I don't watch the other videos. I will say this though. Let's say for th there's the opposite example of, I want to mine today or I want to salvage today. What they did do is lock the interesting aspects of that behind spaceship gameplay, right? So you can salvage with a hand tool that anybody can get. You can mine with a hand tool that anybody can get, but it's not 
what they haven't created is a crafting system and economy or anything. So we don't know the value of the, we call it like FPS mining or FPS salvage, right? So we don't know the value of actually doing that at, at this time. But you will have to play the game to get those ships, which are earnable in game with in game credits. You just play the game. So there's some form of progress. Like I, you will find me saying there's no progression in the game often because I have the ships that are important to me. So the only progression it for that $45 player is playing the game, doing some of the missions, like the mission that is on the screen right now is a very lucrative thing to be doing. And you can get yourself, do this mission twice and you can get yourself that mining ship. But what people will, but what will happen is because the game's in alpha, it wipes, mm-hmm. that ship is gone and you got to do it again. And there, there was somebody who I'd like pick on him a little bit and make fun of him because he, he was big into the funding stuff. Like I'm buying this or I want to buy that, and he explained to me, Mike, I've earned in game the prospector five times already, which is the mining ship. That would be heartbreaking. Yeah. So he goes, I, I just bought it. I can't do it anymore. Like, yeah. No, I, I get feel that. I've earned it at that point. You like I've earned me, ships in give me a hard times, and I feel yeah. good about them. I don't exactly. want to re-earn any of them. Everything about Elite Dangerous was an upward grind. If you latch at me backwards, I'm just going to uninstall. Exactly. EVE Online wasn't fun until I was multiboxing. Like, Mm. until I was ready to run my own mining crew, where I was my own friends. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And and when uh, we were strip mining together, so we were all in chats, and I had friends that were mining alongside me, or were, you know, and so we were all multiboxing. But it it was a handful of us and a lot of ships. That's awesome. I found that really fun. I just don't know the star citizen model well enough to understand how those that fits in there. Like there's so much about elite dangerous that I just want to be an MMO and it just, it just isn't it. It has, it's almost like landing in a single player space game. Like I played the lead dangerous, it, elite dangerous with friends. I have, um, it's cool, but it's, it's real. Cool. It's a single player it's game. Very lonely, which I mean, maybe it's the best representation of space. Uh, yeah. like, it's very yeah. lonely and and it's vr support's incredible yeah if you haven't Sound. had your engine shot out in in virtual reality and then gone into a tumble like this i don't get motion sickness on roller coasters and that was like oh that's a new feeling um <laughs> yeah let's I, uh let's uh let's jump into uh the upcoming patch and the upcoming year for star citizen because at the end of the day like the way i play this game knowing that there's resets and wipes i'm like i'm yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna just pour all of my time into something that's just gonna be taken away and it's the same yeah. thing with any kind of like persistent game a game that's what, what would almost be described as an investment kind of game because you're investing your time in, in into your character and that in and of itself drives your choice and, and your level of fun but yep. this year after especially this last citizen con the road to basically alpha 4.0 which is it's funny because i was like you gotta really should have a zero in front of that for like 0.4.0 just that's how i would do it as a as a developer because i'm like we're not really like there it's not released release is 1.0 and and then you build from there but, but it won't have the alpha in front of it anymore right then that's that's <laughs> going to cause all kinds of confusion but let's talk about this year looking forward to what they've been showcasing. Because one of the things that I think was really interesting about your like your reaction kind of our and then my re-reaction discussion kind of breakdown is that like I would say it feels right now that this is the year to actually be interested, not 10 years ago. Yeah. 
you you're you're coming in at the at the, the best time possible up to this point there's no doubt about it is they i mean just to quickly go back to like the funding stuff is they've taken money in showcasing star citizen and made a single player game with it so that most of the work has gone into this single player game that they barely showed anybody for 10 years right so now we have developers coming from that game back to star citizen and we're seeing the fruits of that labor now and and now not only like you want to talk about the most recent patch right like not only are these developers coming back and we can hope things will be more polished and that was like a big theme at citizen con but look at how many things are in 323. It's almost as long as Chris's list about Final Fantasy, right? There are a lot of features on there in comparison to other patches that we've had in the past. Right. And most of those features are actually updates of previous features too, from like absolute, like really poor tier zero levels of enjoyment to, okay, this is probably going to be enjoyable uh, for some aspects of it. And then others are brand new features as well. But the the next the coming year finally feels like we're focused on doing what i was always described what an alpha is and that is build features and build features build features build features and then beta b kind of clean those features up right mm-hmm. and i think we're yeah. working towards getting all those features in will they interact with each other not in 323 at the end of the year probably not either we don't what does it take for them to interact with each other? An economy and progression system. But the main feature to me that sticks out for that in 323 is reputation. And I think that's what they're going to start using to create the video game that is has a shield from its funding model that has gotten in its way for so long. You have to play to earn reputation. And that's how I think they may be. But they don't communicate these things to us. So... That's how we maybe we'll see, okay, I want to build a reputation with the mining guild because I'm going to go that upwards ladder that Chris is talking about. And I know that I want to hit this ring on the ladder and I do these things to get there. And you can't fund your way into getting to those things because even if you get the really good ship that's going to make it easier, you still got to do the process. So can you accelerate the rate at which you climb? With possibly. Mining? But there's no game, Chris. I can't tell you. I can't answer it. I literally right. cannot so, answer like, that's that That's the question. issue that WoW has gotten into, is that yeah. the WoW token when it first released was kind of like, eh, what's this for? But World First Guilds have figured out what it's for. And yeah. so because of buying non-equipped weapons, like, yeah, money does not purchase you winning the World First raid race in World of Warcraft. Okay. Like, having the most money does not mean you will win. However, not having money does mean you're not in the race. Fair enough. So it is so, not that money is required of? to win but it is that money is required to win. So like only people with money get to take part in the race. Um, Interesting. And then the winner will ideally be determined by who does the best job adjusting to and executing on the mechanics. That feels like what star citizen will probably end up being similar to. Cause they'll, they'll phrase it as like, well, the money didn't win it for us. It's like, yeah. But those of you that are not putting thousands of dollars in are going to feel very different. But again, not everybody needs the money in this situation in Star Citizen, which is good. Being a crew will never require you to. And the and will I the think crews the, with more money have an advantage over crews without, like substantially so. 
Possibly. But again, it is so hard to say because there is never because what we're talking about, world first skills are doing sort of endgame ish content, right? Or or is it is endgame? Yeah, because like Eve Online, Eve Online money absolutely can matter. Absolutely. Um, absolutely can matter. It may fall somewhere in between, but the problem with Star Citizen is we nobody I cannot call out a single person on this planet outside of maybe Chris Roberts and a few people that work at the company that know what Star Citizen's endgame is. They've never spoken, they've never spoken like stages of game because it's always been sandbox, sandbox, sandbox. You don't have to have one. Like Minecraft has movies. Like Minecraft's its own thing and there is no end. Yeah. Like there is a dragon, but like you don't have to fight the dragon. Fair enough. You don't have to, you don't even have to go to the end. Yeah, Star uh, it, System might be a lot more like Minecraft than it's ever like WoW. But I I I will I but the thing is is we don't know. But they are they're sometimes it's a sandbox like heavily and then then they show these other tropes of other video games that you're like so is this the game that I'm like cuz for me personally I'm I don't play Minecraft, right? I played MMOs and I want that ladder to climb but i don't modded know minecraft will blow your mind if you well, like I, what I've you're describing it. modded minecraft can be the ladder modded we, minecraft I, to, I have played it we had a modded, modded minecraft server somebody made a nuclear reactor yeah. and destroyed everything yes so it was it was crazy a nuclear reactor. if you have the cooling yeah. and stuff set right it can work out well he did it on purpose i'm pretty sure but, the, oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah i mean it was i wish i could answer your question but that's that is that is where my name came from and was why? just being frustrated by the lack of communication on uh, hey guys tell me what we're going to do tell me if this is the game for me and i think i think it's calculated and i think it's on purpose cuz if why the game if progress? You, why not cuz it's an alpha like it's, oh, they don't have a choice yeah it's okay. it's not it's not like, on why purpose. are we not this is an escape from tarkov Okay, because if you would just let me go back through and because I did it last time, I'm 10% faster, it doesn't bother me. But if it if it's true resets, I think that's so infuriating. Like, it doesn't make me want to take If you invest your entire game, like, if this is the only thing you play and, and then you start feeling that burnout, like, you alluded earlier, uh, Mike, that you're, you know, checking out some other games. It's a very, it's a very healthy thing, especially if you yeah. enter into the world of content creation. And so, like, have you? I, I saw Chad talking about Helldivers too. Have you played? Had a chance to play that yet? No, just because it got popular, and and like we talk about it in DMs. My cat got sick, and all that stuff. It yeah, got yeah. popular all during that time. So I have not had time for anything other than the bare minimum of content creation because it's the job, and just doing the absolute bare minimum to stay afloat during this like really crazy time. But no, I, I hear it's super fun. Everybody's asking, like, it was. Pal World and Helldivers for the last couple of weeks, right? Yeah. So I've missed out on both, unfortunately. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say that you've missed out on Helldivers though. Like, if you get the opportunity to play it, like, it is definitely something that is a very nice experience. I'd love to. And it's something that, like, because it is a, it's Sony, one of Sony's games as a service pushes. It's their, you know, most popular and most successful launch on PC to date. And and I think they're struggling with success right now because they're like, oh, we we didn't anticipate so many people would want to want to play their our game, and so it's been it's been a real fun treat. I've been playing it, and I really like it. Like I I, I would I would love to see and have any more opportunities, like because we've been doing all kinds of things, and it's just 
it does some things really well. But what's interesting about it is it kind of takes it because it's a space. There's a space element to it. Okay. It handles the the travel. So there are definitely, I would say, some parallels that when you do play it, if for some reason your video doesn't pop up into my feed, please DM me that because I'm very <laughs> curious as to your thoughts because it does obviously things different. It's not trying to be the scope of Star Citizen, but what it does, it does very well. And I think it had a real clear, tight vision. And this is also a game, you know, in terms of like when you talk about its its overall idea, it's $40. They, they, they didn't even launch it as a $70 game. They're like, it's a $40 game. People might call it a double A game, but I'm like, I'm getting triple A value out of this. Where in triple A games, they they just not living up to the to the price. And a good example to counteract that would be Suicide Squad and also what the hell the pirate game that I'm being forced to play for that's review a, next week. That's a quadruple A game, though, Ginger. Come on. <laughs> Which, by the way, so was Halo Infinite. The, well, did they from call funding, it a quadruple A game too? No, but from a funding standpoint, I don't know what else to call it. Okay. The funding that went into Halo Infinite was astounding. And it was disappointing. <laughs> it was disappointing. But no, oh, the the head of the German studio at, at, at Star Citizen called Star Citizen a quadruple A game like five years ago. So that's been a meme for in my community forever. And then the people at Skull and Bones called their, their game a quadruple A game and we just lost it. Okay. But yeah, it's it's yeah, Halo Infinite was like half a billion dollars pre-marketing, pre-launch. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It was the single most ever. Well, for for uh for a for one game. No marketing, nothing came out. Like that was it, it was a it was a record and whatever, however they defined it. It was a big Where did number. it go? Not ranked slayer. No. Still not on there. there. The idea that it's still not on there blows my mind. Yeah, I'm like, just happy they you... added infinite to GeForce now. So they just made that announcement. So I'm like, oh, all right, nice. let's go. Yeah. So I'm I I'm a big fan. I think I didn't somebody was saying uh Star System will never come to GeForce now. I'm like, I think it sounds it's like a perfect thing. It's also I don't understand why Square Enix is so hesitant to support it because like Forspoken comes out and it's like, yeah, you you, re- you really should have a 4080. You know, it's like the new graphics card that was like, just came out like a month before the game came out to yeah. really enjoy this game. And I'm like, why, why aren't you on GeForce Now Square? You know, I just, especially with online games, like, the, you know, I don't want to, I know I'm a big guy who was like, I loves the cloud, you know, because it gives me way more opportunities to play games as a parent because I'm right, like, I'll lose his devices to bathtubs because he has a hundred children. So yeah, <laughs> the idea oh. that something cannot be physically destroyed on when every, site isn't when everybody, when everybody tells me the switch is selling well, I go, there's a reason for that guys. <laughs> there's a reason. I, and I know Deck. we yeah, the Steam Deck is is also fantastic, and it just gives that extra option to play. But I, I did want to ask one kind of question before we wrap up because we are coming up on time. But a lot of the there's an interesting kind of you know underlying tone to especially MMOs and content creators. Do you feel the MMO uh, designers, the the game developers, are I don't want to use the word lazy, but they're kind of leaning into instead of like bringing in tools to the game to facilitate community within the game. It does feel to me, and I could be wrong here, that we're seeing more push into like and and we're seeing success in content creation where it's like, oh, if I want to be a part of something, I'm going to go watch Salty Mike or I'm going to go watch Mr. Happy and 14 or I'm going to go watch insert, you know, big content creator or or mid uh, content creator that is essentially kind of a captain for 
the game. And so that ends up driving a lot of where we've seen, I think, social move out of these games and communication out of these games and into the Twitch and streaming space. Do you have any thoughts on that? That's an interesting thought. I don't think they're doing it because we exist, but that's really interesting. Like, what do you mean by social being removed from the game? Like, not removed, but it's essentially it's a transference, right? Where with the success of WoW and back in the like the the original sandbox MMOs, there wasn't a lot of ways to communicate online, and this ended up being a True. great way to do so, as well as do illegal things in terms of uh, you know communicating different strategies, you know, through uh, the means of a game as a channel of communication. But then we've seen the rise of social media and streamers and content creators, and so people complain. I, I at least I see people complain. That it's like, oh man, remember when MMOs were social, when you needed a, a group to, to do these things? Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and and what I've seen is that I was like, you know, just like where I also make the same kind of argument that the reviews, we've seen a shift where the majority of people actually go watch a streamer yep. for their quote-unquote review, to whether the, meaning whether I want to buy this game, and then the scores are all just a point system that people use to fight about or justify their bad spending habits. Like, yeah. oh man, like, uh, you know, and, uh, and so I've, we, I think I've, we've seen that not that people don't use a traditional review in terms of a score to decide whether they want to buy it. But I think the majority has shifted over. I think within that one aspect is, you know, content creator is, is kind of taken that, you know, kind of the face of a company where yeah. we saw like with Cliffy B and a couple of game developers back in the day where they were trying to push a developer into being kind of the, the face of the game. And that never really worked out because developers are like, I just I just want to build. I don't want to sit here and talk to people. And we've seen content creators kind of fill in that. Does that does that clarify like the my my kind of overall Absolutely. discussion? Absolutely. Topic? I, yeah. I mean, the first point that that really stuck out to me was like it just guides on the internet and and all these things as well. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it back in the day, what was what what drew people to MMOs and what people loved about MMOs will never be possible ever again, which is I can't kill this dragon, but I see that you have the dragon helmet. How did you kill the dragon? Oh, I, you know, and just, hey, join my guild. We we do, we kill the dragon every weekend. And then all of a sudden you found community. That is harder in MMOs than it's ever been because most MMOs have designed for the kind of single solo player aspects of it more than ever before. And, and it takes all that community away. Yes. And then from the review standpoint, I mean, it's even sillier. Like imagine watching me and, and like and self-proclaimed idiot, try to figure out a video game and get up upset about it. And then deciding whether or not that game is good off of my level of frustration about it. Right. It's like, so there's some silly things that are happening now as well when it comes to those things, but man, the, the old days of the MMO and needing to group up with people you don't know was the, the magic about it and that magic is lost uh, in in a lot of way the i mean new world rent cross world dungeon finders now i love it but it's so convenient it's but there's a cost to it and that's what the thing is the case i've always argued is like there's a cost to this convenience yeah and just understand the cost just understand what it means because dungeons have also gotten easier in new world yeah but it is a ton of fun and yep. I love it. It's my it it's is great. All I do. And then as soon as the controller support gets brought in on March the 12th to everybody, like 
accessibility improvement right there, group finder improvement, and then ultimately whatever they're building up to the announcement in June, you know, I'm, I'm guessing console release. Yeah, it's like, I, I, it's, it's coming to consoles, guys. There's no way, shape, or form it doesn't come to consoles. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, I think they're trying to get their investment back as much as possible on on that, probably. But I think they've already made it back more than, you know, like in terms of, so? oh, yeah, like in terms okay. of sell through and numbers. And because a lot of people also look at concurrency and they, they think of it as like they, they 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 take concurrency and say, oh, this is the total player base. And no. it's like, no, the player base is dip in and dip out like concurrency. Exactly. What's your monthly active user? And it's like it's a healthy number. Okay. And it's a number that I would like, I think a lot of people are like, oh, it went down. Like people are trying to meme on Pal World right now because it lost, it like had over 2 million concurrent and now it's lost like, you know, a, a lot of that. Oh, I'm sorry. You still have 500,000 people playing yeah. in real time, a <laughs> game that's been out for a long, like that's just a constant MMO thing. That's a constant. And there's a yeah. bitterness. Yep. I can't believe after just 26 and a half thousand hours of fun that I can't even have fun in this game yep. until, until March. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to think that. Like, yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. Like I just, I, I was playing 122 hours a week and like, now I'm going to have to just like sit around until March 12th. I, I'm going to play something BS. else, which is there's so many good games out. Also, I know just hitting this the last two months. I'm like, yeah, people want to play other things. guys. When the, when the most, when the current expansion of final fantasy 14 came out, I paid 105 hours the first week. Believe it or not, the second week I played less. Yeah. Not because the game got worse. <laughs> like there's there's only 168 hours in a week. Yeah. Five is not sustainable. No. <laughs> not. I went hard. So I don't know. The content creator thing is interesting, Brian. I think it it's a weird middle step. So we mm-hmm. had forums and stuff back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you think about like sports, you have forums, you may go to a local bar, be part of a fantasy football club, and like you may share that but you are not the professional team. So there's this like professional team that's, that's you may play pickup basketball and watch basketball with your friends and talk about basketball in a group, but you're not on a professional team and you never will be. But like with gaming, that's not necessarily true. Like the de- yeah. Delta between us and the devs or the Delta between us and esports is so much closer. You are playing in the same game as the professionals. And yep. so content creators are just, somewhere in between they've been vaulted up either sometimes whatever degree, <laughs> and maybe not even for playing well you know i, I was full-time for a couple years and my wife's friends were like what does chris do for a living she and she would say digital entrepreneur because that just didn't get questions <laughs> but if they did dive deeper it became very clear oh he's a youtuber about video games oh so you must be really good at video games not particularly nope don't have to be no I, no I'm not. So like I'm, you get kind of, and I think you're just acting as this kind of halfway. So I think in some ways it's healthier because it lets people engage at the exact degree they want to. There mm-hmm. are still those hardcore groups you can be a part of at every range, but you can also just go pick a group that either has effectively like a mascot and a content creator or doesn't like reddits are still huge. Discords are still huge. You yeah. don't have to rally behind one or more Twitch or YouTube personalities to have fun in a game. So I think it's just created a healthier like it was just, I don't know. Like, does that make sense? Yes, but it's also unhealthy because there are you do rally behind the creator. Oh, Parasocial social's possible now. Oh yeah, and it's Dude. really po- It's it's like dangerously possible, right? I mean, I can't describe like pe- they try to pit because I'm more critical of 
the the company, other creators and everybody in the space, they like to pit me against other people because they, oh, I know he'll disagree with him. And they think that we're, we don't like each other. And it's like, I'm friends with everybody pretty, well, I should say pretty much everybody. There's a few of you out there that I'm not, but, and they know who they are, but the the, the well, get my hate mail. Uh, I mean, they're, <laughs> very clear. People, they get an angry Christmas card every year. They're the they're the the copium addicts that that can't handle any criticism of anything. Five, I'll still hate you. Yeah, no, they they Happy will. <laughs> they will. It's, I mean, it's it's funny stuff. But the the idea the messages of, I get sometimes, I'm just like, I I laugh my head off. I'm like, yeah, all right, man, like. <laughs> It's ridiculous, but, but that's what happens is like, if I go against something that that person will have said, and you were all, again, all playing the same game, all want the game to succeed for, but for different, you know, in different lights and different reasons or whatever, they will, they'll get super upset. It's like the pitchforks come out and everything. And you're just like, whoa, man, like it's not that big of a deal. Like I wasn't completely happy-go-lucky when I was reacting to your video, Ginger. I was critical about certain things. I I thought your reaction was, like, very fair. You know, and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, you know, because I'm learning and absorbing. And that's one of the things I was like, I want to be very clear with people because same thing with No Man's Sky. Like, I stepped into No Man's Sky for the first time and on other streams of other games, people who are still bitter about the launch of No Man's Sky (laughs) wanted to come and educate me on that. And I'm like, I... I Don't can sympathize. I can well. I can sympathize. Like I'm like that yeah. ah, sucks, guys. Like okay, but I, I can't empathize. Meaning I don't feel. I can't feel like you get. I haven't been a part of Star Citizen for ten years, so I don't. I don't feel any kind of fatigue. I haven't been technically promised anything that then hasn't been delivered. I'm a new, you know, a noob yeah. in this space, and I want to always as like. I got to be very clear. As long as you sympathize then it's fine because like you like when people are upset with the way they've been treated by the company at times, the one thing that I get from the newer player is that, you know, why I can't believe you're saying these things. There's this, this, and this now. And I'm like, well, I've already been through this rotation of, we say we're going to do something and then we don't. Right. I've been through it 50 times. You're about to go through it right now. That's the Vital Fantasy 14 community as well. Where it's like, yeah, uh, you're reacting to players for a while, and I would react, and then they would, and like I was trying to add something to the conversation, and so they would say, "I really like this about this game." Well, it's weird if I pause the video and say, "I really like that about the game." Like I'm not yeah. adding anything, and so yeah. I would instead say, "You know, well, it's interesting how that's changed over the years," and it often came across as, "I'm glad you're liking that, Mike. It's too bad but... it's in patch 2.x." <laughs> like it's yeah. too bad. <laughs> like, like, and so it became this like, "Well, you can't actually have fun yet." Like it just became this really. And I wasn't trying to hate on their fun. I was just yep. saying, like, I've been here. Like, I had that fun. And then the second time it came out, I had that fun. And the third yep. time it came out, I had that fun. And it's it's not as fun now that we're on the 25th time. Because yep. uh, it hasn't. Because each time I think, wow, it's going to be even better when it changes. And it yep. hasn't changed. It's yeah. been the same formula for Star the Citizen whole time. Th- 26 <laughs> patches of 3.0. It's That's where we, you know, that's where we are. 26 patches of essentially the exact same game the exact same locations that have slightly changed a little bit over time over the years with big promises and big they've talked about 4.0 and server meshing since 2018 and it was since 2019 it was coming the next year so it's just like how many years can we watch a citizen con and be like 
this is looking awesome, right? So replication layer tests looked really cool at CitizenCon, right? They closed the server, opened it back up. Everything worked seamlessly. Everything was great. Replication layer test for us, five minutes for a server to recover. And that was because we have logging. And then the next test was they never recovered. So it's not as simple as displaying something on a citizen con than actually doing it. And that's okay. We'll wait here and be patient. But Mm -hmm. yeah, you're going to go through these moments of like, dude, it's, I get why people are excited about the game. But at the same time, I'll see you in a year. And I'll probably I really, still be excited in a year, by the way. Like if you well, ever like do continue to check out my content, like I will, of it course. takes a lot for me to like get to the point where I'm like, all right, guys, <laughs> you, you will, you will probably never hit that point because you are coming in at the no man's sky, the beginning of the no man's yeah. sky period of the transition from the release to actually like the, the making release, that turnaround yeah. that yeah. it feels if, you know, if you want to put a cap on the show today about Star Citizen, it feels like we're making that similar to No Man's Sky turn. We'll see if mm-hmm. they actually do it. But yeah. this feels completely different than any. And I followed the project from the very beginning. Any other year, this feels different. Yeah, And the thing Will for me be? also I've discovered, know. you know, is like, oh, just go play something else. Like if I'm not having fun, like I and that's what I continue to let people know now. It's like. Yeah, because like I remember the one thing you were like, oh, boy, he plays New World. It's like, yeah, I, I, I love it. I actually Hell made a yeah. dedicated channel. For yep. it because I got tired of people just like hating on me, going like this game's awful. I was like, there's a I like I like it. I like the it's potential good. in it. It's fun. Well, it's even better now. And it's just yeah. like I think it has a, even like now I'm really interested to see where they where they take it next. And the real story behind New World is Lord of the Rings, the Amazon MMO, built by the same team. And like, hey guys, you remember like all those problems that we like solved? The tech that they they're like the investment in capital for Lord of the Rings is benefiting New World and New World gives us the chance to go and say, hey, could you make a change to this? This this could actually be much better. And they go, great, thank you for that feedback. And so when Lord of the Rings steps onto the scenes, I do have a thing that, I do think that it's going to be just like we saw with Baldur's Gate 3, not to that scale of excitement, but to the fact is like, Baldur's Gate 3 wasn't their first game. They, 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 They figured it out with Divinity Original Sin 1 and 2 and then they got the the license for for wizards you know for the dungeon dragons so yeah, and it, it won't be new world release that's for sure right right it'll they have its problems yeah. every release does but they, it won't they be all have its problems but they won't have problems with servers because that's the thing even with new world's release is like they were able to spin up an insane amount of servers but then that also broke because we're like we know people are going to leave regardless yeah and now how do, you, how do you merge and then i was and done yeah now with cross server stuff it, it doesn't matter you can be on a small server and you're not cut off from content and you're not cut off from the world. So speaking of, yeah. Speaking of looking forward to things, Mike, where can people find you and what do they have to look forward to? Well, to look forward to is hopefully, I guess one thing we didn't touch on is being, you know, I am a member of the Evocati test flight or whatever, and they're they're actually allowing us the NDA has mostly been lifted. So being able to talk about like the new patches that are being tested when they're not there, but people can find me at twitch.tv slash salty Mike, youtube.com salt slash salty Mike. However, the URLs are done with that. And yeah, just a lot of star citizen stuff, but on stream diving into a lot of other games and playing that, but yeah, just goofing off making fun. I like to make fun of things and that's, that's what I like to do with star citizen and its development. It's what we enjoy the most. The most memes come from all the things that have 
happened over the years. So, yeah. Chris, where can people find you? Right here. Right here. I got asked from a friend on the phone I was talking to right before this started about a big project that I'd wanted to start last year. And he's like, it's a bummer that didn't take off. And I was like, that's what I'm working on today. So thanks, buddy, for calling me out. Uh, It wasn't Brian. (laughs) So that right here. Looking forward to more Final Fantasy news coming up. So yeah, there's going to be some going to really pick up. Yeah, eventually, like we're the Xbox release next week, I think is going to be I mean, the beta in and of itself, which I'm going to see if I can't get a free, you know, free trial account and a non my non main Xbox account, because if you guys don't know, they said, do not link your existing account in the beta to your Microsoft account, there might be problems. So they they really want to make sure that that beta goes smoothly. So if you have an existing Final Fantasy 14 account and are looking forward to Xbox, please continue to wait a little bit longer, which always is, is kind of fun. And for me, you can find me here as well as Ginger Prime. We do podcasts and clips and so much more community-driven stuff here at Work to Game. And then on Ginger Prime, you kind of see more of my face doing the videos and and putting out the uh, the content. So hopefully you guys check that out. And thank you guys so much. And thank you, Salty Mike. Uh, I know we were talking about collabing. We were, I was like reached out last year and we we're like, yeah, let's get together and let's figure it. it out. So now now we finally we have achieved our original goal. So. All right, guys, that's going to be it for this show in and of itself. If you guys enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel for more content, and uh, hopefully you check out the Discord. All of everything you need to know is that top link in the description, and that's that's going to get you where we want to go. But anyway, guys, until next time, take care.